Good day, stoners. And good day to you, Sam. How are you going? Terry, good mate. Yourself? Can't complain. What a juicy topic we have today. Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. A lot of meat to this bone. Your thoughts? Yeah, very interesting. Um, obviously, uh, a lot of publicity on cryptocurrency and, and Bitcoin lately. Um, and yeah, we're going to go through a, a few of the facts. And um, we've got a, a special guest here today as well, who we'll introduce soon. Um, and he's a bit of a specialist in the finance uh, sector. So yeah, we'll be able to uh, you know di- dissect the, uh, the world of cryptocurrency, Terry. We can't wait to sink our teeth into this one. And I mean, who better to get than a finance expert in the sector um, to help us break it down? So without further ado, let's get started. Before we get stuck into what is cryptocurrency, I thought, well, we, we, need, we got a guest on today's episode, and I guess, you know, it's rude not to introduce him first. His name is Pete. He's been on our podcast before in regards to the global financial crisis and the current state of the economy. So if you haven't checked out that episode, I really, I guess, encourage you to do so because it was a good one, and he provided a lot of insight at that time. But this time, it's all about the Bitcoin and cryptocurrency, and Pete, how are you going? Good, Terry. How are you, mate? Yeah, not too bad. And I guess we should say hello to the other co-host of Turning Stones, and that is Sam the Man. How nice of you. How you doing? Yeah, not too bad. So, Pete, um, if people haven't tuned into that episode, which it'd be rude if they haven't, but, uh, you know, just let us know a little bit about yourself and what are you doing with yourself today? Well, um, initially I was uh, sort of on a trading floor, uh, essentially um, in an FX-related role. Um, in Sydney, um, st- always in the financial market space, um, and I still am sort of within the financial market space, sort of trading on my own accord at this at this point in time. Um, not so much to do with cryptocurrencies, but nevertheless, you know, as a market observer, you you sort of sit back and you can't help but watch mm. um, what cryptocurrency does and the moves it makes on a daily basis. So. It'll be certainly an interesting chat today, um, yep. and we'll go over a few sort of points and anything relating to, to crypto should tie in very well as well. So it'd be very, very interesting. Beauty. Thank you very much for that. And Sam, I mean, we don't give a shit about what you're all about. So <laughs> anyway, um, let's get stuck into it. And who better to start it than, than yourself? What yep. is cryptocurrency, mate? Tell us. Yes, we'll give uh, everyone a bit of a rundown. So uh, cryptocurrency is pretty much a digital or virtual currency. Um, it's uh, secured by cryptography, um, which makes it nearly impossible to counterfeit or double spend. So um, pretty secure uh, and you can't sort of, you know, you, they can't be counterfeited or anything like that. Um, a lot of uh, cryptocurrencies or, or cryptos, as they're often referred to, um, they're usually uh, created based on a decentralized network um, on a blockchain which is a kind of technology that we'll go through shortly and give a bit of a, um, a, a background as to what that means um, because it's a bit complicated and, you know, you hear it a fair bit. Um, so, the, well, a cryptocurrency is generally um, not issued by a central authority. Um, so really it's it's sort of immune from the government's uh, interference. So it's not something that's issued by the government, like, you know, currency, like, you know, an Aussie dollar or something. Um, they're all, you know, decentralized. So um, w- with that comes, I guess, uh, not much uh, regulation in, in that sector as well. Um, and also just a, uh, well, just just a background of the, the, well, the name cryptocurrency. Um, it was derived from the encryption techniques, uh, which are used to secure the network. So um, yeah, we're going to go through a few types of cryptocurrency as well. Um, because I think, you know, everyone's pretty familiar with a few um, of those as well. Um, so the, fir- the first blockchain-based uh, cryptocurrency was Bitcoin, which obviously everyone knows Bitcoin. Um, it still remains the most popular, um, most valuable uh, cryptocurrency in the world. Um, today, there's thousands of alternate cryptocurrencies um, with various functions and specifications. Um, you know, there's a few uh, that are sort of, you know, trying to copy Bitcoin, um, and th- that's often referred to as uh, altcoins, which is just, I guess, alternate coins, they're just different kinds of cryptos. Um, a few of these include Litecoin, Peercoin, Ethereum, and Ripple, um, which are pretty uh, pretty big ones, but 
yeah, Bitcoin still remains the, the biggest uh, by far. And um, apparently the, the aggregate value of cryptocurrencies at the moment is around 214 billion, uh, with Bitcoin currently representing more than 68% of the value. So Goes to That's show ridiculous. That, yeah, Bitcoin's still massive in the market and everyone's sort of trying to be like Bitcoin. Um, but whether they get to that stage, we don't know. So just out of full tr- transparency to the stoners out there that, you know, <laughs> back in 2018, uh, the back end of it when it became fairly popular and I guess, you know, thought, you know chucked into the media, um, I did buy some, uh, I guess, some cryptocurrency. So, you know, I have a bit of Bitcoin, I have a bit of Litecoin and some Ripple. Pete, any exposure yourself? Um, not, not at the 2018 stage. Um, and, uh, I haven't, I haven't actually bought any myself. Um, so <laughs> anything that I'll be saying today will just be from an yeah. observing sort of <laughs> viewpoint, I suppose. That's all right. I, unfortunately, I, I, wish advocate I, type of, uh, I wish I had though. I wish I had. So that's, <laughs> uh, I think everyone's saying that now though. Yeah, so, of course. Yeah. There's probably no point to that, to that statement, but yeah, it's certainly, it's just, it's an alternative asset class now and um mm. you know you can't go past investing without thinking about sort of cryptocurrencies in this day and age so yeah certainly something to to, to ponder upon yeah yeah, yeah definitely. And you, you obviously did the right thing in 2018 well obviously the, the timing was it might have been a bit off but your sort of strategy was mm. all in you know pretty correct so yeah yeah I appreciate that. And, and, you know, Warren Buffett always says that don't ever invest in something you don't know. And it's probably some wise words from an old man that drinks about (laughs) six or seven cans of Coke a day. Um, Yeah, I mean, if you don't understand it or how it's, you know, generated or what you can do with it and, you know, if there's a finite amount of them, um, yeah, maybe just stay away. But I guess, you know, if you've got some money to spend and instead of going to the the local pub and putting a pun on a stupid horse, you can can essentially do the same thing with this because, you know, technically it can be just some sort of another legal form of gambling just in the crypto world. Yeah, for sure. So let's move on. Yes. What is a blockchain? Now, you did mention this before, Sam. And yeah, yeah, I mean, look, to be honest with you there, uh, every time I read it, I sort of learn it a little bit more about what yeah, is the yeah. blockchain, but still it's a very, yeah. it can be, a, yeah, it's a very complex system, mm. but it's a very genius system as well. So even though it seems complicated, which it, it is, um, it's really quite simple. So a blockchain is a database, right? One key difference between a standard database and a blockchain is the way the data is structured. See, a blockchain collects information together in groups, also known as blocks, hence the name. And that holds a set of information. Blocks have certain storage capacities and when filled are chained onto a previous filled block, forming a chain of data known as the blockchain. So it's basically just a chain of blocks, which, mm. yeah, I mean, goes without saying. All new information that follows that freshly added block is compiled into a new formed block, then will be added to the chain once filled. A database structure, sorry, sorry, a database structures its data into tables, whereas a blockchain, like its name implies, structures its data into chunks or blocks that are chained together. This makes it so that all blockchains and data are databases, but not all databases are blockchains. So if you understood that, it's uh, <laughs> yeah, it's it's complex but quite simple. Um, so obviously, yeah, there is some sort of genius method to the blockchain madness, um, and this. I guess this system also inherently makes an irreversible timeline of data, which when implemented in a decentralized nature. So it's pretty cool in the fact that you can keep going back to previous blocks and sort of mm. get some history on that chain. Um, when a block is filled, it is set in stone and becomes part of the timeline. Um, and I guess, you know, this is how sort of cryptocurrency is mined, which can take years and, and, and years, as well as a huge number of extremely high quality computers. Now, mining of cryptos is just a very, that's one that's probably even more complex. It's probably the the most complex uh, part of cryptocurrencies is how they're generated, how they're created, or how they're even mined. Um, Pete, yeah, have any idea of anything about this or is this this for the IT guys? I reckon, (laughs) yeah, this is is for the IT guys. It's probably a person we're going to name. Uh, in a few seconds, I reckon Mr. Nakamoto yeah. is the expert on this stuff. Yeah, that's. I think the probably the best way to explain it there is like it's sort of like cracking a code. Like you got to crack a code. You you sort of you got to figure out what the first. You know, you got to save or something with those combination safe. Okay, it's it's almost impossible to try to guess it off the top of your head. 
So if you were to try to do that, it's going to take you years. And these guys are trying to crack this this blockchain and try to you know come up with oh this is the whatever the bloody yeah. you know um this block is these numbers and encryption and then you got to go into another one and try to solve that. It's it's pretty complex and um, just, yeah, just billions of of possible yeah, combinations. That's right. Yeah, you know, in the end of the day, hence why you need takes supercomputers, yeah, supercomputers and yeah. and apparently it takes like years and years and years. Yeah. Even with the fastest computers in the world, the, the supercomputers, it would take you years to mine even you know a fraction of a bitcoin. So. Wow, it's um, it's a lot of effort. Crazy. It's you, you're better off, or you probably got better odds actually guessing the, the lotto numbers. Yeah. If you're talking right. to you know yeah. you got billions of chances, well, I think it's like one in eight million for mm. the for the standard lotto here in yeah. Australia. <laughs> yeah. Give it a go. Yeah. Um. So that's pretty much what is a blockchain. Yep. Um. Obviously, there's a little bit more to it. But, you know, you guys, you stoners at home and whoever you're listening, we don't want to, um, I guess, bust your brains right now. Mm. But uh, that's just a little insight. And, you know, if you want any more further information, hit yep. us up at Turnstones Pod. That's our handle on Instagram and Twitter. Yep. Um, and, you know, if you want us to stay into contact with Pete, he also does some uh, private consulting work as well, <laughs> but at a high hourly rate. So just be yeah. Careful. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, um, but some quality service nonetheless. Uh, history of Bitcoin, Sam. Get yep. into it, please. Yeah, yes, let's uh, run through that as well because it's very interesting. Um, the big question is who invented Bitcoin, and well, there, there's a you know there's a bit of a an idea, but um, whether it's true or not, we don't uh, we don't really know because um, we still you know to this day don't really know who invented Bitcoin. Um, there's a, a bit of a, you know, a rumor that uh, a man or a group or we don't know what they are or what it is or if it's a guy by the name of Satoshi Nakamoto um, is apparently associated with a group of people who released the original Bitcoin uh, white paper back in 2008. Good pronunciation, so, by the way, Sam. Thank you. It's uh, my Japanese coming into effect. Um, yeah, so uh, in the years since that time... Um, these individuals or group or whatever they are um, have claimed to be suggested as a real life people behind the alias. So um, we, we just, as of 2020, we still do not know um, who this Satoshi is, who this guy is or who this group is. It's just a bit of a, you know, like when you had the MSN, I guess, back in the day, you know, you had, uh, you know, uh, Killer Wog 64 or something like I don't know. You had a, a weird name like that. It, it's it could have been a made up name. This name it could be maybe it is his name. I don't I don't know. Um, Actually, yeah, could be. But you'd be pretty silly to put your actual name on something like this and uh, be a, probably a billionaire at this yeah. stage. And and but but in the same but in the same degree, how would you know that it was going to become such a yeah, it's true such a hit? This is Good the, point. the crazy thing. It could actually be his real name. It's yeah, to, cha- to change up. it. The yeah. alias. So. Exactly. Just quickly, uh, boys, um, what was your MSN usernames? Oh, I, oh, I could. I reckon been. Sam's was like Harry Calais sixty nine. I don't even remember mine. Yeah. What, what about yours, Terry? Nah, I was pretty generic actually. It was just my first name and my last name, and yeah, I'll Jeez. maybe just refrain from exposing that on on the airwaves. But yeah, uh, yeah. nah, it was pretty generic. I used to just all the action was in the keyboard warrior type of. Yeah. Uh, Operator, a few Please. nudges as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah nice. Um, we'll run through a quick timeline of Bitcoin as well because that's uh, obviously interesting. And um, the the history of Bitcoin. Um, so back in August, uh, back on August the eighteenth, two thousand eight, the domain name um, Bitcoin.org was registered. Um, today, at least, this domain um, is who is guard protected, meaning the identity of the person who registered is not public. So we we still don't know. Who created that website? Um, moving forward to October 2008, a person or group using the name Satoshi Nakamoto uh, makes an announcement on the crypto uh, cryptography mailing list. So it's, I don't know, some mailing list at this website, uh, metsdown.com, um, stating, I've been working on a new electronic cash system that's fully peer-to-peer with no trusted third party. Um, this now famous white paper published on uh, Bitcoin.org entitled Bitcoin, a peer-to-peer electronic cash system would become the foundation of how um, Bitcoin operates today. So um, that's sort of when it was getting established. Just quickly, Sam, you know, that peer-to-peer electronic cash system, that to me actually gives, 
you know, I guess a lot of people out there are incentive to sort of start using Bitcoin a little bit more. And, and I know they have. Like, I mean, you can actually buy a fair <laughs> few things these days with Bitcoin. Yes. Um, yeah. I even think online poker only accepts Bitcoin because in some countries, actually, they've yeah. banned using yeah. the, the, the standard uh, currencies um, or the denominations of that particular country. So yes, the yeah. whole peer-to-peer, I mean, some people might have the logic, why do I need to go through a government or a third party to, yep. I guess, authorize my transaction? I can just yep. do it between a mate of mine or not, yeah, or even yeah. just a stranger overseas. Of course, you know, you got to have your internal controls in place to make sure that the transaction goes through smoothly and whether you're paying for a, a product or a service. Um, but yeah, that peer-to-peer cash system, I mean, yeah, it seems fairly simple. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it, I guess to, to some extent, instantaneous as well. Yeah, um, yeah. And it's all digitalized as well. So yeah. you're not having to worry about you know, a proper bank where they're going to charge you fees and all that sort of stuff. So that's mm. another thing there where cryptos, you know, could be a thing of the future. I mean, we'll talk about that a bit later, but yes, um, yeah. peer-to-peer sounds uh, pretty enticing at that point anyway. Yes, yes. Um, yes, pushing on. So uh, the following year, in January 2009, the first Bitcoin block uh, is mine. So block zero, Um which is also known as the Genesis block. So this was the first uh, Bitcoin that was mined. So pretty, uh, pretty wow. important there. Um, and it also, so on these Bitcoins, on these blocks, you can put a, a text or something on there. Apparently, I don't know how it works exactly. But anyway, the text on this uh, initial Bitcoin reads, the Times, uh, 3rd of January, 2009, hmm. Chancellor on brink of second bailout for banks. So Jeez. perhaps... Is this the proof that the block, well, obviously the date is, it was probably the, the proof that the block was mined um, on or after that date. Yeah. And maybe a bit of uh, relevant political commentary. Mm. So maybe they're yes. just having a bit of a dig at the banks and um, yeah. yeah, maybe they, they were sort, sort of, of. Sort of ties into our last podcast really with the crash. I mean, I yeah. Think- I think Lehman's went bust at like September 2008. There you go, yeah. And the Bitcoin was yeah. formed just after that. If You know, people, it's like a political, almost a political movement saying, yeah, well, yeah. why should the taxpayer bail out all these the banks yeah. all these banks and all these mm. you know, institutions that have been just, yeah. just going head first Dodgies, into yeah. this risk, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. Why, should, why should we be responsible mm. for that? And going back to that peer-to-peer comment, yeah. this is where this sort of yeah, this yeah. rise was, off was from coming there. from, uh, I reckon. People Very, just getting exactly. bailouts and... And all and all this uh, all this other um, stuff, yeah. And just quickly on that, Pete, as well, in the fact that if you know banks start crashing in countries, then what's yep. going to happen to the actual dollar and and the economy of yeah. the country as well? That's going to start crashing like alongside. Because I know, for example, here in Australia, if the big four take a big dive, I think really our money could be actually we could start worrying about money in our bank. Of course, yeah. the government has guarantees only up to a certain limit. But if you have a lot more than that limit, yeah. you're going to be losing a big stack of the money. However, yeah. this year, you know, you're obviously away from the, there's no centralized authority or a government, you know, I guess yeah. governing this currency. And so, it's maybe an alternative, I'm not saying that it's something you can diversify by, you know, investing in all these areas. So like you got your shares, your term yeah, deposits, yeah. Um, your cryptos, like, you know, maybe you wouldn't throw out the advice to, invest that heavily to diversify however this is just another alternative out there that i guess you know if shit does hit the fan i guess just to put it in layman's terms um this is another way about going about things and still having some sort of currency and i guess the more we dive deep into the future the more um i guess vendors out there will start taking uh, bitcoin so yeah yeah, i mean can we trust the banks anymore or do you think um yeah, especially in the times like now with COVID and the mm. amount of debt that everyone's in. So yeah, yeah. What are your thoughts just quickly on that landscape? Well, um, yeah, there's there's always a there's always a possibility that that will that will happen, especially during you know a, a recession. Well, apparently we're out of a recession now, so we've got nothing to fear. But <laughs> you know, you still have your doubts about about the you know the stability of of, of everything going forward, um, especially with with the amount of sort of debt everyone's taking on in this country mm. as well, which it's, yeah. adds a bit more concern. But yeah, I, th- I think that, you know, with the cryptocurrencies, it's just like the new, the new gold really, you know, it's mm. like, um, yeah, back, true. back, you know, 30 years ago when you had these sorts of doubts, which we've had the same doubts today, probably, mm. you know, people, instead of, they didn't have cryptos, obviously they just put into gold, really just yeah, invested, yeah. sold their shares even, I mean, and then just, uh, bought something, 
like a safe haven. Yeah. yeah. Um, so maybe yeah. this is this is like a new sort of like like you goal. mentioned, like a new safe haven um, yeah. for people to invest in. You've got gold, and now you've got um, yeah, a, a range of cryptocurrencies. So it just adds um, power to the yeah. power to the people, really, isn't it? You know, you say, well, yeah. I'm not going to just leave it in a term deposit or a bank. I can mm. just I can just take half out and put it into gold. Or I can put it into a range of cryptocurrencies. You know, and you could. You know, like you were saying with you know comparing it to gold, it's probably more similar to gold rather yeah. than an actual currency of because course, yeah. you know 100%. cryptocurrencies there's a, a set number of uh, coins that could be mined. Yeah. Same as gold. Gold, there's only a certain amount of gold on the planet, and yeah. after that, well, that's it. That's, yeah. that's that's all we got. Whereas currency, you can be printing it like the, for sure. You know, Australia and US at the moment printing like, oh, it like have yeah, non-stop. printing it like. You know, trillions yeah. like it's nothing um whereas yeah cryptos i guess could be more valuable because there's only a set amount of of uh, coins yeah and also the one last thing i'd like to touch on here before we continue is yep. i love the fact that bitcoin is universal around earth so yeah, it's yeah. like for example if you live in australia and the australian dollar takes a big dive well when you go overseas you know you're gonna have to pay a lot more to purchase yeah, yeah. some of the things you would have to prior to that taking a dive however bitcoin you had some well, guess yeah. what? Not only is it peer-to-peer, -peer, which is a pretty big benefit, I think, because you're avoiding any authorities and third parties yeah, yeah. to do transactions. But second of all, whatever it's worth here in Australia, it's worth overseas. Yeah. So, right. all right, yeah, it can fluctuate in value against other currencies and commodities. Mm. But if you're only just dealing with Bitcoin, yeah. you're never really losing. That's technically. right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can still buy things for what they're worth in yeah, Bitcoin yeah. currency. And, you know, just like what the Euros uh, or what Europe did with the Euros, whereas instead of having so many different currencies, they just made the one. And if you're yeah. only dealing with those countries, then you're, you're not gaining or losing. It's, mm. You're just going about things the, the, the normal way. And that could be another thing for the future that Bitcoin could become the first global currency. It, it technically is, but still people aren't using it yet on a commercial scale. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but you know, this is a sign for things to come. And you know what? You heard it here first on Turning Stone. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Um, so we'll continue on with this time timeline quickly. Um, on January the eighth, two thousand nine, the first version of Bitcoin software uh, was announced um, on the uh, cryptography mailing list. And then a day after, Block One was mined, and then uh, Bitcoin mining commenced back then. And um, trading for you know, well, worth very little money back then as well. So. Interesting. Um, now we're going to look at uh, just quickly. We talked. We talked about Satoshi and and this uh, anonymous you know name that was uh, associated with Bitcoin. So I'm going to throw a, a few reasons here to you guys, uh, Terry and uh, Pete, as to why um, this this man or this group wanted to remain anonymous. And you you say you know you tell us whether you think it's uh, legit or a reason or not. Um, the first one is is maybe privacy. Because um, you know Bitcoin's gained popularity, and maybe he, he expected it to, or the group expected it to. Um, it's you know developed into a worldwide phenomenon. Um, maybe they, maybe he or the group just wanted to you know avoid attention from governments and media and stuff. Um, what do you think about that, guys? Uh, Pete, I think I think it's uh, privacy sounds very legitimate. I think most of these really smart computer sort of i yep. don't know if he was a hacker or whatever he was just a really smart person yeah, yeah. in the space they generally don't like attention yeah, in way. yeah exactly um especially so, from governments especially well, from yeah. governments yeah, and stuff yeah. like that they're very like uh, like obscure and yep. stuff so sounds like old satoshi here or that group was yeah was one of those smart you know computer sort of yep. um programmers or people that just wanted to sort of create yeah. something that gives a bit more power yeah, yeah. to people and to then people. Yeah, but yeah. lay low at the same time mm. just in case it boomed yeah crazy. true true Terry, Absolutely. And yeah, in terms of privacy, I mean, he probably knew from the get go, he or she or I mean, it, depending on if he's transgender, you never know <laughs> these days. But um, That's true. yeah, this particular uh, Satoshi could have, I mean, he probably knew from the get go that this is going to be worth something. He's probably yeah. created something genius. Um, and he's thought, well, why not maintain a low profile or even just stay completely unanimous and private in the fact that you know, it's going to be worth something. I'm going to make a lot of money out of it. And guess what? I can avoid, you know, being exposed to the taxation authorities and, yeah, yeah, and yeah. even the government who may yeah. want to pay him out, you know, under the table to get rid of this because yeah. obviously they would know um, its significance and how many people would be using it to just avoid those sort of um, the authority figures anyway. So, yeah. Pri yeah. And, and privacy is always good, whether yeah. it took off or it didn't, um, you know, 
the less people know about you, the better. Um, sometimes yeah. those that are wealthy, rich, that are you know out of the limelight, probably enjoy it the most. Yep, yep. Uh, I, I agree as well uh, with uh, with that, guys. And I think it sort of fits into the next um, reason as well. Um, you know, Satoshi could have uh, thought that this might actually surpass that. You know. Um, country, a country's actual currency and, and, you know, make them sort of, you know, less valuable than the, this uh, cryptocurrency. So maybe, you know, he feared or the group feared or whoever it is feared, um, you know, the banks and, and probably rightly so, because I think if, if banks, uh, you know, were, were sort of getting pushed out of the picture and all this cryptocurrency started uh, coming out of nowhere and, and banks were sort of, you know, had this cash and they're like, oh, okay, it's not really worth yeah, much now because, yeah. Um, that'd be pretty annoyed, and, and I guess like uh, the motor vehicle industry with the uh, electric versus, uh, mm, you know, um, point. yeah, petrol yeah. Uh, powered. I think oil companies sort of muscled out the uh, competition with the electric, and um, yeah, there could have been a, a, a reason uh, yep. why he you know, considered that as well. Um, and yeah, I guess another reason is he probably well, I mean, if Satoshi thought this was going to be a really popular um thing and and going to be worth a lot of money uh, who knows might have he might have planned it out or maybe not maybe he thought this is going to be uh maybe make me a 100 grand or something and that's it ended up making him you know probably billions in the end and uh he uh, probably just wanted to lay low and um yeah like we said privacy is probably the key yeah the key here um so terry we need it we need a fun fact in, in amongst this so who better mm. to tell us a fun fact than the guy that loves all the fun facts? Tell us one now. Well, I've actually got two fun facts just oh, quickly two, now, yeah. Sam. So, I mean, I'm not just going to give you one. I'm going to give you two. And I don't yeah. know how much you've listened to our podcasts, uh, Pete, but we love fun facts. And <laughs> it's odd. pretty much, I guess, the heart and soul of Turning Stones, um, yeah. regardless of topics. So, first one, if you've purchased $500 worth of Bitcoin in 2010, at the highest price point, you would have you would own I guess you know five thousand bitcoins today, and that is worth a total of one hundred twenty five million Australian. That's Jeez, ridiculous. Wow. So in ten years time, I don't know what the percentage increase is, but it's probably gone up that is a, a million percent or yeah, whatever. Yeah, easy. But, uh, that's just ridiculous. And wow. on a wow. bucks, wow, Jesus man, for such a small price to pay. Um, yeah, sometimes you take the missus out for a bloody dinner <laughs> worth hundred dollars, and she still complains. Wow. And yet, you know, you could have just you know. Taking her to Macca's quickly and got a happy meal, and yeah, they're still rest. left with 124.9 million. <laughs> yeah, true. So, um, anyway, the second fun fact, and yes. I should have probably gone this, uh, gone through this a little bit before, but there are actually a finite uh, number of most cryptocurrencies, especially Bitcoin, um, that can actually be mined. Mm -hmm. So I guess you know buying cryptocurrencies at this point in time or still i guess bitcoins can still be mined but they reckon that's going to expire soon and we'll go through that a bit later but i guess buying cryptos is probably the only option at this point for most of them um on how you can acquire those unless you're a super nerdy it geek um you can mine them but yeah there's a finite number yeah. of most cryptocurrencies and they're the ones that probably are worth the most anyway yeah yeah, yeah of course. definitely yeah. Meaning so, that there's a limit of how many you can buy so Interesting. A um, couple of fun facts there. I do have some later. Uh, so yes. hopefully we have okay. time and I can quickly go through them. But I guess right. let's push on yeah. and quickly go through a few advantages and disadvantages of a cryptocurrency. Sam. Yes, um, we'll quickly push through these and uh, get on to some more discussion, of course. Um, so advantages of cryptocurrency. It's a quick and easy way to pay, obviously. Um, electronic, peer-to-peer, -peer, we've said all that can be protected via a digital wallet, um, which is like a ledger. You can get these little USB sort of things, store it on there, put it in your safe, put it in your pocket, and it's very safely stored on there, not in a bank account or anything. Terry? Just quickly on those ledger wallets um, yes. or a digital wallet, whatever you want to call them. So if you, any of you stoners at home listening, if you have some Bitcoins, but you want to protect it a bit further, instead of mm. keeping it on the cloud, you can actually, um, instead of uploading, you can sort of download it Mm -hmm. um, to your desktop and then transfer it to a ledger wallet, um, which is a USB. And then you can, t once you take that USB out, then basically the cryptos are off the grid. <laughs> yes. Right? Um, and they're actually probably, that, that's probably the most secure way to, mm -hmm. I guess, hold a cryptocurrency. Right. Um, and if you don't know where to get a, um, a ledger wallet, g give us, hit us up at Turnstones Pod on Instagram. And we're actually yep. selling exclusive Turning Stones digital wallets. They're not cheap. Give us a DM and uh, we'll sort yeah, you out. Definitely. Thanks, Terry. I've uh, got one and I swear by it. Yeah, they're great. Um, 
Yes, and uh, another advantage, the owner's information can't be traced, um, which is good. So good, good and bad, it might work to you know a disadvantage as well. But um, like Terry said, can't be traced. Um, there's no information required to, to you know store these uh, cryptos. Um, and as Terry mentioned also before, there's a finite amount of coins, which means they can't just be printed out like cash. You can't just keep topping up and say, all right, we're going to pump out a million Bitcoins now and um, lower the price. So we've got a certain amount of Bitcoins there, which I think is a big advantage against. Big time. Uh, yeah, it doesn't yeah, dilute the value of your yeah, crypto. It's, it's, mm. a, yeah, it's a, something that it's an advantage that differentiates it from most other asset classes rather definitely. than like, you know, precious metals. Really, yeah, of yeah. course. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's definitely an advantage for sure. Yeah. Um, all right. And some disadvantages, of course, there's going to be some with, with anything in life, I guess. Um, it can be so cryptos can be used to fund illegal activity um, as the owners can't be traced. And we've covered a, a little bit on this, Terry, in a uh, previous episode about the dark web. Um, mm. where, you know, um, cryptocurrency is used to purchase, you know, uh, guns and, you know, I don't know, all sorts of stuff, fund terrorism and things like that. So um, I guess that's one negative uh, point there. Um, there's no regulation by the government, which is good and bad. <laughs> But disadvantages, I guess, you know, if, if uh, there's this uh, scam, which, you know, we might even go into uh, later, a scam cryptocurrency, I guess the governments have, it's very hard for them to sort of regulate it because it would have been all off the grid sort of yeah. uh, in their own, uh, their own um, backyard. But uh, yes, and also, yeah, like I said, if there's no um, regulation. So there's not really much that um, authorities can do if cryptocurrency is stolen. So if on the cloud, you know your cryptocurrency gets stolen yeah. you're not going to know where that's gone because that's gone like that's there's no tracing yeah. that so that's going to be very hard for police um and you know authority to do anything um there's no central exchange there are like you know there's there's places where you can buy them obviously and sell online like uh, CoinSpot or coinbase or whatever but there's no central exchange for it like you know the asx for australian shares you go there you buy your shares sort of thing there's no centralized you know, um, location or website that just, you know, says, oh, we're the exclusive um, trading platform yep. for cryptos. So I guess it opens up a bit of um, a window for, for scams there, Terry. Yeah, Pete, just a question to you. And obviously, the stoners are probably asking the same one as well. With shares, obviously, we've got the ASX, which is the Australian Stock Exchange. Mm -hmm. um, but instead of you buying shares, you can actually go through a broker. Sure. With cryptos, are there crypto brokers out there? Um, I'm sure there there would be people that that would offer that service, especially this year. Yeah. But I'm not sure. It's obviously not as big and as trustworthy as as the stockbroking mm. industry. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I'm not sure if you need like a, a qualification or something to, mm. to be able to do that, or would you still need like a financial. I'm I'm honestly I honestly don't know. It's very uh, it would be if it's around, it'd be pretty new. I'd, yeah, I'd yeah. say broking for cryptocurrencies for mm. sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, the only problem, I guess, with brokers, <coughs> with cryptos, is that the, the anonymity or the being anonymous with those those bitcoins that you hold or any other altcoins would probably yep. be thrown out of the window because you'd be some you'd be registered with a third party who know, knew you bought a certain amount at a certain time. So I yep. guess if the government wanted that doesn't want to or wants to do a bit of a look through, you can be exposed there. So probably best to just do it yourself. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Exactly. And if you can't, well, just stay away. Mm. So, so it almost takes out it, it, in that in that situation, it takes out that that broking side of things. Yeah, yeah, like true. that's that exists in most other like asset classes. Like with housing, we've got real estate agents. With yeah, yeah. stocks, we've got stock brokers. With foreign exchange, we've got FX dealers and mm. and, and brokers as well. True, so, true. it takes out that commission. Yeah, yeah, there yep. as well. So it just all goes to, all comes to you really. Yep. Um. Yeah. yeah and good. <clears throat> the last uh, disadvantage as well, well, you know, there's probably a few others, but one of the main ones is uh, scams because, uh, you know, this cryptocurrency is pretty new and, and a lot of people might not know a lot about cryptocurrency and they might get sucked in um, to these scams where people are offering a crypto like some coin, you know, XYZ coin and, and it's not even real, you know, they could get sucked into that, they could get sucked into um, many things and we're going to go through a few scams around the crypto um uh, market because it's pretty big and obviously you know even especially for older people who don't know yeah. you know the ins and outs and how things work you can really get sucked in easily and and having no you know traceability of this stuff it's it's really hard it's to worse. you know say i've got a share script for for you know bhp here, here it is oh, i own these 
crypto, if you are buying through some broker mm. and you don't know you what don't, you're getting, yeah, do you? Exactly. I mean, if he's going to give you the, um, I don't know, the, whatever they call it, the, the, the number of the Bitcoin, the, the blockchain and stuff, give you all the numbers of the encryption, yep. well, you're not going to know if it's real or not, are you? So yeah, it's very hard. 100%. Um, which, yeah, leads us to, to scams uh, around crypto, um, guys. So, yeah, there's been a lot, like we've said, uh, around the crypto market and um, it's becoming a pretty popular thing, I think, for scammers to, to get people, uh, you know, sucked in and, and suck millions out of them. Um, I've heard about this one, uh, Peter, called uh, OneCoin. Now, it's been pretty popular um, or in the news and stuff with, uh, you know, for all the wrong reasons, I yeah, guess. They've yeah. ripped off millions and probably billions of of uh, um, cash from people. And it was, you know, basically, well, it, I think you know a little bit about yeah. it. Maybe tell us about that OneCoin uh, scam well, that was going around. It, it was it, it's, it's, it was essentially a pyramid. It turned out to be a pyramid scheme. Yeah. Um, and it was supposedly the rival to, to Bitcoin. Now, this thing, yeah. I think they, they captured about, you know, billions of, of euros worth yeah. of worth of people's money um and it was just based off, off the off the whole bitcoin sort of a success yeah, story yeah. Yep. and um it's obviously easy for people to say well our oh, bitcoin went to twenty thousand. Yeah, yeah. Like, this could be it this, this could be the next thing and the way they market it and stuff it's it's they get people to join below them and it's yep. just a typical pyramid yeah, scheme, pyramid scheme. Um, there's yeah, no yeah. other way to sort of describe it unfortunately yep. people um you know believed in it too much but heavily yep. invested into it yeah and then it just went on like a like a train yeah you know, yeah one one carriage behind the other yeah um as a pyramid schemes normally well, i guess pyramid schemes have been around for a long time and now it's sort of now it's just gone into the yeah, crypto space yeah, as well which incorporating is big... that into anything basically you can yeah. turn anything into a into a pyramid scheme of like, course yeah do you want to buy this into this pen company and it's like well yeah it's, it's offshore in the caymans or something yeah. here give us a hundred grand and we'll invest yeah. it for you yeah the old pyramid scheme it doesn't really matter what it is it can be a, a, yeah. a coin as we said one coin and it's yeah yeah and it just it's that easy isn't it yeah that's it i think yeah. so um thanks so yeah, for that mate yeah one coin eh yeah yeah there's 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 plenty more i'm sure and some more that we haven't definitely haven't yeah. made it until so i suppose google yep. websites but so i guess there's, yeah. there's, let it be a bit of a um yeah. you know, a warning for yeah, people course. as well wanting to get into this Due diligence space yeah is needed um because cryptocurrency isn't as easy as buying shares like we said yep. on a, or buying uh commodities and stuff because yeah it's it's a different world and make sure you do your research into it before you jump into it um obviously get some advice these are all our opinions but uh we're not providing financial advice are we there terry no we're not and you know for, for you stoners at home if it if it sounds too good to be true then it it, mm. it probably is um yeah. so just stay away and yeah as pete was saying do your due diligence um maybe research a little bit into it to just sort of understand what it is before you actually dive into the deep end um because this is a whole new world to a lot of people and even still to this day, some of the experts probably got no idea what they're talking about. Yeah. They're just professional shit talkers, <laughs> um, which we can be as well. And probably what we're doing a little bit now. But uh, <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, just be careful, guys. Um, yep. We really stress that because I guess, yeah, if you lose all your money, you probably won't be able to buy a Turning Stones mug. So <laughs> definitely, <laughs> we definitely want you to have one of those because they're right. quality uh, yep. coffee vessels. Yes. Um, yeah, so now we're going to yeah move on to some interesting spaces here as well. Um, the future of cryptocurrency, guys. What um, what does the future hold for, for cryptocurrency? Good question, Sam. Um, the future hold for crypto as well, I guess, really, it's anyone's guess at this point. We've had a bit of a surge in 2018 when, I guess, um, it became fairly popular. Um, and now, I guess, since that time, there's a lot more vendors out there that are sort of accepting Bitcoin. Um, and I guess, you know, maybe the, the next generation are all about this cashless society where they don't mind, you know, scanning their phone to pay for things. They're not even using cards anymore, their phone. Or, yeah, yeah. you know, if you've got a smartwatch, you can use your smartwatch. And who's mm. to say in the next 10 years that, you know, you have the ability to chuck on, you know, Bitcoin on your phone or your watch and yeah. pay it that way. And uh, yeah. maybe it's the cool thing to do because I know mm. like a lot of people really enjoy, you know, tapping their watch against a bloody yeah. uh, card reader because like you know um it just looks cool and yeah pete what, what are your thoughts uh, well i was just reading the other the other day i, I think um, both facebook and paypal are, are two companies that are gonna uh, well in the process of introducing their own uh sort of cryptocurrencies and i mean we're you know we're 
probably we're using Skype now, we're using some form of, you know, we always use some form of Facebook. I mean, it could be as easy as going on Messenger and, and, and sending some currency to your mm. mates that way. I mean, yeah, yeah. how many people are connected on Messenger in the world? Jeez, it must be, you know, two, two and a half billion or something yeah, yeah, like yeah. that. That's already like almost half the globe there. Yeah, right. Um, so, yeah, it's an interesting, interesting point about the future there. Mm. Well, absolutely. And, and you know what? To be honest with you, I like, Facebook and, and PayPal, they're always ahead of the curve in terms of innovation. Mm-hmm. And I, my stress would be, to, my recommendation actually would be to some of these banks around the world, some of these big banks who are still, I guess, oblivious to the fact that how big Bitcoin is in terms of not only its value, but its popularity, because it's becoming ever increasing. And I would say right now, um, there wouldn't be a person in the world that doesn't know about COVID, right? So that, yeah. that's obviously everyone knows about COVID now because it's just been pumped through everywhere. Yeah, yeah. What about Bitcoin? I, I would say, um, you know, six or seven out of 10 around the world yeah. on average would know or would have heard of Bitcoin. So my yeah, recommendation easy. to the banks are start being proactive and start offering services to customers yeah, yeah. To not only maybe store ledger wallets like they do with safety deposit boxes, for example, mm. or to even help facilitate, you know, some sort of Bitcoin type of operation, yeah. just yeah, to be, just to be proactive and and offer that point of difference. Yeah. Because maybe if this thing does boom and take off, then they're prepared somewhat um, yeah. for what the future may hold. Mm. And I mean, you know, obviously dealing with more than one currency is going to be beneficial to you as a bank. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's, that's there, are, there are some rumors going around that that banks are looking into it. But yeah, there's, I don't think there's, there's much um, that's been publicly put out there no. saying that they they are dealing with it or you know yeah. things like that. They're sort of keeping it under wraps, I think. Um, yeah. Because yeah, there's a bit of a, a, a rumor around that Ripple um, was being looked into by the I think the central bank in in the US or something. Yeah. Um, that they're looking into, you know, maybe investing or launching a platform or something like that. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it, it yeah. might be in the works. And I think, Terry, you're spot on with um, that call as well for the future. I think, well, uh, another and- interesting point I had, which which I was going to mention later, was that um, I think the People's, I believe it's called the People's Bank of China, um, they just launched a digital yuan. Um, yeah, right. So, and so far it's been used in 3 million transactions. So, oh, wow. when that requires a sort of digital wallet, as we, as we yeah, mentioned yeah. before. So that's something interesting there of mm. a central bank actually getting on yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the the ship here. And so, that's their and own China is, too, yeah. is is massive, and mm. and uh, you know if they if, if they're starting it, then that's I mean that's that yeah. is saying something. Huge, yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, well, I think the banks and the government work hand in hand, right, guys? And I think really, if if the governments want to start um, having some sort of traceability or some sort of transparency yeah. in regards to this crypto space, yeah, they would be silly not to encourage the banks. To yeah. start, you know, taking on board these types of transactions to, yeah. I guess, make some sort of account for them. Um, yeah. So the longer they hold off, the the, yeah. the more they're missing out on. And you know, as we touched on before, it's used for a lot of illegal activities. And yeah. I guess it, the the biggest space it is being used and transacted upon is the dark web, which really um, you can remain not only you can remain remain anonymous on the dark web. <laughs> But also your currency is anonymous too, so you've just got that double barrier of yeah, security yeah. and privacy. So until we start seeing it in the mainstream a lot more, um, yeah. you can re- remain anonymous. Yeah, definitely. I guess um, one issue with, I suppose, the future of, of uh, you know cryptocurrency as well um, is that you know the value of these coins change like pretty much twenty four seven, and they're always fluctuating up, down, and it can be very heavily inflated at times, and then the next day I can drop, you know, a ridiculous yeah. amount of, of money. So I guess with the value changing, that's yeah. interesting as well. Cause I mean, you could go buy, you know, I don't know, you buy your car with, uh, you know, with Bitcoin or something for, for 10 grand or yeah. something. And then the next day, you know, crypto, uh, sorry, Bitcoin drops and yeah. you're like, all right, well that value of that has changed within a day. Like whatever I paid for it, yeah. I paid 10 grand today and tomorrow it's nice. worth like, you know, 5,000 Bitcoin or something. Yeah. You know? so it's, that's, it's probably a, it's a problem, but I guess you do have that up and down with any currency. Uh, yeah, I think that maybe the, not as heavy. Yeah, yeah, you, you're correct on that, Sam. There's just the the fluctu the fluctuation and the volatility of yeah, yeah. these cryptocurrencies is, is is like far too great, I suppose, for yeah, you know, for every day. Yeah, transactions just transactions, yet. Yeah, I think yeah. that um, if you're sort of betting on big Bitcoin or, or cryptocurrencies in general, you need to be betting on 
essentially the decline of the US yeah, dollar. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. So if we if we go back to sort of March and April where the coronavirus sort of pandemic first hit the market, yeah. Currencies like crypto or cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin, Ethereum, they yeah. all dropped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On in comparison to the US dollar. Yeah, and right, right. Here's the interesting thing. So mm. if we're saying well, cryptocurrencies are the new thing and all that sort of stuff. First of all, they're priced in US dollars. Yeah, yeah. Which is kind of still kind of scary. Yep. And second of all, they dropped with gold. Yep. Um, when cash was okay. needed. Yeah, um, yeah Initially, right. when there was like a dry up of liquidity, as we mentioned in in the previous podcast. Yeah. Everyone still ran to US dollars. Yeah, right. For funding, because right. companies need US dollars funding now. So from a from a everyday transaction standpoint. They, cryptocurrencies might be used more, but then we also have to look at sort of the, the bigger use of it as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, will companies use this as a source of funding? Fund, yeah, because yeah, as true. we saw previously, yeah. um, US dollar was still favoured. So up until yeah, now, yeah, and yeah. it is the common denominator yeah, yeah. with all cryptocurrencies in yeah. pricing. So that's something to, yeah, to look out for. Yeah. Decline and, the and until, exactly right, Pete, and until we can start going to the local supermarket and paying with Bitcoin, we can go to the post office and pay bills or whatever you want to do just for your general necessities in life, I still think it's not going to be valued as much as it could be. But up until that point, that's probably what's holding um, crypto back. And, uh, you know, we've gone through a fair few lockdowns um, this year with COVID and all that sort of stuff. And so, you know, in a time of need when people needed to buy, you know, your food, your waters and even your toilet paper, which is a bit of a farce in itself, yeah, yeah. Um, you couldn't probably buy that uh, at 99% of those stores with crypto. You know, mm. like you, yeah. you needed that sort of um, national currency to, to acquire those. So, yeah. I guess up until that point, once what does the future hold? Well, if some of these uh, larger corporations start taking it on board, where you can, you know, live your day to day life with crypto, yep. then uh, yeah, that's when the value will, will soar. I would think, because yeah. um, if you can start buying petrol and your groceries with with crypto, then really, as you said, Sam, about the the whole buying of a car with you know, you know, I guess ten thousand worth of uh, crypto yeah. um, going down to five thousand the next day well if you're yeah. only ever dealing with a type of cryptocurrency yeah, yeah. you're never gonna win or lose because you you all your eggs in one basket yeah true, true and it's your only currency that you're ever using so yeah. you don't care what it's worth in comparison to other crypto uh, with yeah. other currencies yeah. you're just based on say bitcoin for example yeah Mm, yep. that's right it could be i guess that's the problem as well there's a lot of other cryptos around there if it was just bitcoin then it would make sense because everyone will be using the same cryptocurrency yep. but because of so many other coins like, i mean it's, it's very hard and um leads to the next uh, question as well like with the future of of these cryptos can can we see does anyone see another cryptocurrency going to the levels that bitcoin has and and you know booming like bitcoin did and hit you know twenty thousand dollars We've got all these these other bitcoins, you know, thousands of them that are worth, you know, peanuts, like you know, point zero one of a cent. Like Bitcoin was was like that at one stage, yeah. but now look how much it was, it's worth. Yeah. Do we do we? I don't know. Can anyone see any of those coins going to that level? It's like um, even if you don't have a sort of straightforward view, and again, this is not like you know advice by by any means, but. <laughs> If you've got like say a thousand dollars or a hundred bucks, yeah, the best thing would be is just to diversify with like a hundred of these coins, yeah, yeah, because yeah. you you simply you don't know, know. yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And with things maybe with currencies like Ethereum, maybe it's yeah. even too late. Maybe yeah. it's not, right? Yeah, yeah, true. But um, but certainly, uh, what would be looking for now? I reckon the next stage of, of growth of Bitcoin would be if it surpasses the the, the previous highs. Yeah, yeah. That'll be something to look out for if Bitcoin yeah. can actually crack. That level we, it reached in, I think it was 2018, wasn't yeah, it? Roughly, 2018, yeah. Roughly, yeah. That would be one thing to look for. But apart from that, like if you're sort of keen on, on cryptocurrencies in general, yeah, and you yeah. believe that sort of the US dollar or, you know, fiat currencies in general yeah, yeah. Will, will keep declining, then you'd, you'd be silly not to sort of invest in a range of different yeah, cryptocurrencies course, yeah. now and just so diversify like you, pun, in, yeah. like you would in an index for shares. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's exactly the same thing. You know, if yeah, you have true, a belief true. in the idea, you yeah. go for it with diversification. So give it a go and see what happens, I guess. Yeah. But um, yeah, um, obviously, you know, with the future, we it's a few question, question marks around the future of crypto. Um, but I think there's a few things that we do know and that we're going to talk about now. Um, one of the last points we're sort of going to go through um, is what influences the value of cryptocurrency? Um, now, Sam, yes. just on that last question before we talk about the influences, I think that last question and what we're about to talk about goes hand in hand. Yeah, you said, yeah. will we ever see another crypto 
get to the heights of Bitcoin or be yeah. as valuable as Bitcoin. Now, I think Bitcoin in itself, being that it's finite and there's only a limited amount of Bitcoins, gives you a lot of value there yeah, already. Yeah. Already. That's just like something where it's like, ah, oh, there's only a certain amount of Bitcoins. So if I hold one, well, you know, I know they're never going to create any more. And yeah. obviously some Bitcoins could actually get lost. Yeah. So yeah. which will actually value yours even more. Yeah. Um, now, even if another crypto is 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 finite as well, what's yeah. stopping that one from getting to those heights? Well, you know what? I think it's, I think it, it goes to the media. Like yeah, honestly, yeah. they have such a major role to play in cryptocurrencies. Yeah. Um, namely that 2018 boom where it was just yeah. the flavor of the month, yeah. and you know prices soared. So yeah. really, they are the big, I guess, top dogs to actually determine and dictate whether another crypto will become just as important yeah, in yeah. their eyes and obviously in the public eyes because everyone knows what Bitcoin is and that's just one cryptocurrency. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, some people may have, if you know a little bit about Bitcoin, you've heard of Ethereum, you've heard of Litecoin, yeah. you've heard of Ripple. Yeah. But then like, you know, we've had other coins out there that have just been thrown into the media. So I think, yeah, yeah influence of, and the value of crypto, uh, the media. Yeah. Now, Pete, you've heard a lot and obviously now it's coming back into the media a fair bit too, whether that's because of COVID or not, whether that's because of the US currency going down or not. Um, I guess, and it, it's every time that you do hear about it, a lot of it's, it's never really negative um, exposure. So yeah, yeah. is there like a little bit of, I guess, insider trading from these mm -hmm. media gurus, just, you know, maybe chucking a few million into crypto, yeah. then start pushing that agenda out in the public? What are your thoughts on that? Well, I mean, I don't know about insider trading or anything like that. I mean, God, God forbid they're not doing that stuff. <laughs> Jesus, um, but I, I, I think that it would have been pretty sweet if if the media was pumping it up in two thousand and ten, yeah, yeah. when everything was going to when everything was going to crap with respects to to everything that was going and then when it was f first started picking up yeah, with yeah. respects to all cryptocurrencies, not just not yeah. just Bitcoin. It would have been nice. Um, the media certainly sort of plays a role in hyping up anything really doesn't it yeah um now that retail investors are involved and another thing that that we have to look at um with the media's help is also liquidity so the the the, the, le the less number of coins that are available um the more panic fomo yeah sort of buying that occurs the more the price will be pushed up because yeah. there's less coins to yeah double everyone's buying let's, let's assume yeah. that satoshi this satoshi group they, yeah. they could have if they have like 60 percent of the of the coins yeah. they're still holding 60 percent. well that leaves 40 percent to trade yeah there's not that much available anyway right. yeah i guess right? we don't even know and do if we? there's yeah. like mm. a, a, like a little number of coins available and yeah. all these retail investors are, are rushing in yeah. pushing getting pushed by the media oh yeah look here we go, twenty thousand yeah. a coin. Go, go, go. Yeah, yeah. that's that's gonna you know push the price up even higher. Yeah, yeah in the true. future, if another FOMO sort of yeah. panic buying thing occurs. Very good point there, P. Yeah, you don't, we don't know what is left on the market, and we don't know what is is. Well, we, I think there's a bit of an idea of uh, how many are lost and stuff, but we don't know. Yeah, the, the original founders could have held on yeah. to 60 percent, like you said, and Something. and everyone's going nuts over this last forty percent, which then yeah. breaks down to even less because people have lost coins and people have misplaced course, their ledger yeah. wallets and you know someone bought them back five years ago and uh, has yep. no idea where they went 100%. so yeah it's, it's a very good point actually yeah. and also the denomination of a bitcoin as well we we haven't touched on this but i think it's actually an important fact that you don't have to trade one bitcoin like, yes you yeah. can actually trade decimal places of the bitcoin you can trade like right. a 0.0001 of a bitcoin depending yeah, on yeah. what its value is at that point in time and for the product or service that you're buying so yeah, it does have a very very high i guess decimal place type of denomination whereas yeah. obviously like in a lot of currencies you probably go as low as five cents or one cent um yeah. in in bitcoin uh you or yeah. bitcoin namely right. anyway and any other crypto you can keep going really further and further away you can can be like you know one hundredths of a percent worth of bitcoin you know what i mean like you can really yeah. go down and it yeah, yeah. depends and that sort of tailor suits what you're buying or what you're transferring so there's just another little i guess advantage of a bitcoin so don't think it's just one for one like you have to like round up to one coin because obviously yeah. that's that's a fair bit and and the more i guess we we go into the future and if a bitcoin does go up to the value of a hundred thousand dollars well you know buying things with one whole bitcoin i mean yeah. so many things you can buy like you're not going to just round up and if something's yeah. 80 grand well yeah, you yeah. Can, there's no change no you can actually right, give them point a bit of bitcoin and that'll be 80 grand mm. yeah. no good point good point um yeah another factor as well uh public figures 
like uh, there was a, there was an example where Elon Musk not too long ago um, he he mentioned uh, Dogecoin in one of his I think it was uh, was it maybe Twitter or tweeted something about this coin which is a very you know small low value coin. Um, he just mentioned it for some reason in one of his posts, and uh, all of a sudden, just spiked. The price spiked. Everyone was going nuts, probably yeah. thinking, "Oh, Elon, like you know, Elon Musk, Mister Bloody Tesla." There, he knows what he's talking about, and they probably all thought, "Oh, geez, we got to get onto this." And yeah, yeah. the price just went ballistic at that stage. And um, yeah, obviously, maybe people are taking advantage that there's no regulation because yep. I mean, if you did that with with the stocks, oh, yeah, you'd yeah, especially you know in the US, you'd, yeah. and and being Elon Musk, imagine he said something about a company said, "Oh, this company." <laughs> buy in whatever yeah. like man there'd he's, be a lot of he uproar. actually has made a statement like that about his own stock he's, yeah here's the funny thing he said that um he was he tweeted that he was thinking to take tesla private yeah right which means there they would have paid obviously the shareholders <laughs> yeah, at 420 yeah. and that caused the share price to spike yeah. and he actually copped a fine there you go for that so so he's obviously he's, inve- he must yeah. be invested in the in do- that do- coin, do- yeah. do- coin you think. maybe he's taking maybe they're taking advantage because like no one knows how much maybe he bloody bought out 80 yeah. percent of the coins and was like know. okay i'm gonna 100 give a quick yeah. tweet and make a billion dollars i don't oh, know yeah, of course but very interesting there yeah is that the pronunciation dog coin i thought it was dodge coin is it Mm, I don't know. I don't that's, know. A, that's an interesting one. We might have to get back to the stoners about that one. Yeah. Yeah, Dodge. yeah it could be Dodge. Oh, I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. Another, that's another point I want to bring up about um, the influence or the what influences the values, of course, like the price of alternatives, <clears throat> yep. asset, asset classes. We, we mentioned True. briefly before, like silver and, and gold, gold yep. um, and the US dollar, of course, which 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 technically speaking is an alternative to, to cryptocurrencies, yeah, but yeah. in the other way. So if you were looking to invest in cryptocurrencies and say you had no bloody idea of what was going on, you yep. didn't know which one to buy, you could just simply sell the US dollar. Yep. You know, because even in FX, everything is relative. So in, in cryptocurrency terms, Bitcoin is relative to US dollars at this mm. point in time. Right? Yeah, it could yeah. be different in the future, we don't know. But if if you wanted to, to do that trade, but in the FX market, yeah, you would yeah. just simply buy the euro yep, yep. and sell the US dollar. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's pretty much exactly the same thing and yep. it's more liquid in FX. Yeah. Not saying, not trying to steer anyone away from cryptocurrencies, and that, no, but no. if you're in the situation where, well, what other alternatives yeah, are there yeah. here? Do we have any other terms? Well, true, yeah, true. of course you do. Yep. If you're betting on a rise in Bitcoin, you want the demise yeah, of yeah, the US yeah. dollar to occur. Yep. So you're just selling the US dollar in yeah. other terms. So that could be something to... I guess even, with alternatives. Even, like, even shares and, and the stock markets, if, if you know everyone's thinking, oh, the stock markets are going to start booming, which I guess after you know COVID, obviously they, they dropped and now they're sort of yeah. they've recovered. If everyone's jumping into stocks and thinking, I'm going to tie up my cash long term into stocks and even rather than putting it into the bank and getting yeah. you know stuff all interest, I'm going to yeah. put it into stocks. Of course. I guess other investments might drop off then after, you know, cryptos yep. might be like, okay, people aren't buying up, so they might might drop off a little bit. Yep. I don't know, but yeah, yeah good point well, there. Well, crypto, well, Bitcoin might even affect the traditional um, safe havens. Like, like yeah. it, it probably will affect gold because yeah, yeah, instead yeah. of putting your money into the safe haven, precious metals, yeah, et cetera, yeah. et cetera, et cetera, maybe even diamonds, you go, well, let's put it, let me put it into cryptocurrency instead. So there's yep. even competition for the, for the naturally like yeah, successful yeah, yeah. sort of safe haven bets. That we've got here that yeah. could see flows from big Frozen. funds coming out of like gold or coming mm. out of silver or yeah, platinum yeah. or whatever they, true, they, true. they invest in and going straight into cryptos now. yeah and even like if you invested in gold and silver and you physically bought the tangible gold and silver and you kept it in your mm. safety deposit box not only do you have a security concern having to keep it um yeah. securely and and i guess having that security but also what about the deterioration of a metallic like yeah, yeah. gold obviously doesn't rust and that's what it's renowned no. for um but you know I guess there are some no, metallics do have susceptibility to other, I guess, issues. Yeah. However, this here, you can just keep it on a USB, put that yeah. in a safety deposit box, and you know, unless uh, you get a few rats in there or whatever, <laughs> like you know, chewing the cables. Sure, but yeah. I mean, yeah, more likely than not, it, it's there. Or mm. if you want to take that gamble, keep it on the cloud. It, it's up to you. So, um, yeah. and and it's a lot easier to re-upload um, back into the system and sell off. Whereas if you say I had a gold bar. Well, not only do you have to then take it to maybe get you know appraised again, yeah, yeah. and then like who do you sell it to? What you're going to send right. it through the post to some bloke yeah. in bloody Broom um, <laughs> through Australia Post registered, so he has to sign at the door. Yeah. Uh, so that's just another little thing there. And true. 
Anything before we finish up, yeah, yeah. Before we finish up, I do have a few fun facts. Yep. So some more. So I did give you guys two uh, yeah. before, but let me just give you a few more. So did you know the first Bitcoin purchase was for pizza? Oh, wow. So that's a little fun fact for you. So I wonder what kind of pizza. Hopefully it wasn't a Hawaiian. Yeah, no, yeah, like definitely. Hawaiian. Jeez. Yeah, imagine it was a ham and pineapple. How disappointing. Oh. And he paid like one Bitcoin or 10 Bitcoins or 100 It was probably Bitcoins. only worth like $5.90 at the time, maybe. Yeah. You know? <laughs> oh, wow. That makes it even worse. Jeez, that pizza. Yeah, imagine that pizza bar with one Bitcoin. That'd be long <laughs> off. Yeah. <laughs> they probably paid their suppliers and then yeah. someone else benefited from it anyway. Yeah. Do you like up in as we speak, I reckon. Just quickly, Pete, do you like pineapple on your pizza? <laughs> uh, no, I don't. Oh, oh thank you. Man. man. Yeah, that's why we got him on. That's why I was going to say, that's why he's on the podcast. Trick question or? I thought that was a trick question. It could have been actually because it could have gone off at you. Also, there is, well, according to the data and the research that I've done, 3.79 million of the total Bitcoin in transactions have been lost forever. So that actually amounts to 23% of the total Bitcoin in circulation. There you go. Um, And that's actually worth a whopping 252 million US dollars lost forever. Guys, if you do download your Bitcoins or any altcoins onto a Ledger wallet, um, please, you know, hold it securely. um, And then don't throw out any hard drives just in Mm. case. Um, Here's a shocker for everyone. And not many people know about this, but everyone thought Bitcoin was the first one. Well, it's not. It wasn't actually the first currency, cryptocurrency. The award goes to DigiCash, which was founded years before before Bitcoin, and it came to existence and created by David Chaum in 1989. And it's also <laughs> based on cryptographic, uh, cryptographic protocols, uh-huh. but it's obviously not as popular. So it's still yeah. around DigiCash. Um, but it was actually the first um, cryptocurrency out there, but it wasn't, yeah, I guess, digitalized as professionally as Bitcoin was. And yeah, I mean, there's there's a reason why things aren't as popular as they were, and maybe just people didn't like that David bloke. So (laughs) not sure there. Um, And yeah, of course, there's only 21 million Bitcoins, and 16.3 million have already been mined, so that just leaves just under 5 million left to be mined and yep. just a quick one as well they're saying that the last bitcoin will be mined in uh i guess 2140 that year there Jeez. Oh, <laughs> what's stopping yeah so it's a, still a fair while away and you know i guess humans somehow managed to find the cure of death and we managed <laughs> at that point maybe we yeah, might true. be a part of it and, and do a bit of a i guess reunion podcast in yeah, i yeah. guess uh, What's that? That's in 120 years' time, so that's a mm. stone throw away. <laughs> what's Pete, what's stopping the government from mining crypto? Do you reckon they're doing that behind the scenes? Because mm. they're, they're trying to steer away from you know Bitcoin and they're not really publicizing it. It's more yeah. the media pushing that agenda. What's stopping them behind the scenes of mining some just to hedge their own bets in case I, their own currency hit, shit hits the fan with that? Well, I reckon the only I reckon the thing that they're doing, much like they um the Bank of China that just did is they're just launching their own digital version of their of the existing um, yeah, uh, currency. So we have to remember as well that like our everyday transaction now are all digital either way. Yeah. Like we're all buying and selling, you know, chocolate bars, tables, <laughs> computers in Aussie digital Aussie through PayWave. Yeah, yeah. The only the, the actually interesting thing to point out the people who have like a lot of trouble. I reckon like Visa and Mastercard. I reckon. I reckon they'll be on the receiving end because they're, cop- you know, copying fees as well as the banks from mm. all these transactions. Yeah. If these, you know, crypto peer-to-peer cryptocurrencies get more strongly favored, yeah, yeah. like through Facebook, through yeah. PayPal, well, these, you know, big credit card companies yeah. are going to miss, are going to, you know, have to reduce their fees. Yeah. yeah so that's, true. as well as, uh, well, the governments, all they need to do is just make everything, you know, like yeah. a digital version of their existing currency, like yeah, digital yeah. Aussie. Yeah. We'll still be able to buy houses. We'll still be yeah, able yeah. to buy this is yeah, exactly what true. we've been doing for the past, you know, 100 years or, mm. or whatever. Um, so the only thing they need to do is just digitize everything and make it, you know, yeah. give everyone, you know, make it almost compulsory for everyone to have like a yeah, wallet. Like a wallet, yeah, wallet yeah, yeah. The Aussie that's, a, that's a very good point, Pete. And, you know, I think probably the best way to combat the popularity of Bitcoin is to become a competitor. Yeah, and as yeah. you said, if yep. the governments make their own currency digital, well, they can then offer that to the public and say, hey, if you like um, storing your currency this way, well, guess what? We've just now manipulated, or well, we've just changed our currency to suit that style of, of transacting. Yeah. Um, so really, there's no difference between how 
Bitcoin and say the digital Aussie dollar operate in terms of practicality. The only difference would be the fact that Australia would be able to maybe generate more. That would be be something that that the government would have a hard time marketing because people will go, well, hold on a second. You've been printing all these these currencies for the past how many years? And now all of a sudden you want to make this finite yeah, 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 there, you know, that they're, oh, no, no, thanks. We'll just go to the, to, to yeah. the cryptos that, that exist. True. That's the, the hard bit to market for them now. Mm. And, and, and nonetheless, end of the day, the more currency coins that I guess do become digital around the world, I guess it's probably better for the consumer or the public in the fact that we now have options yeah, of yeah. how to acquire things and, and even live our day-to-day lives. Like it's even becoming, it's very small. It's still a niche market, but there are actually agencies out there that you can even opt to get paid um, from your employment salary in in cryptocurrency. So interesting way to go about it. Um, And obviously, we're still on the tip of the iceberg here. Plenty of meat to this bone. You can't really cover this in one episode. It's pretty unfair to do so. And, you know, I've read a few things that saying that if you still invest in Bitcoin today, you're, you could be part of the early adopters. Like you're not an innovator, which was yeah. back in the 2010s, but yep. you could still be an early adopter. So whether it fluctuates, you know, ten, fifteen thousand dollars up or down, still yeah. like this is in the early days of Bitcoin. Yeah. Not not Perfect. saying you should buy it. Like we don't know how high it's, <laughs> it's going to go. Yeah. yeah. But um. Yeah. As I said at the top of the podcast, you know, I got a, you know, couple of dollars in uh, Bitcoin, and yeah, you know, yeah. fingers crossed it does go up. But. Uh, <laughs> Still, unfortunately, I have to go to work the next day and yeah. the day after that, but maybe the day after that, mm. um, put the happens. feet up. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, well, let's, um, I think we'll that's, wrap it up. I think very good session. I think one. everyone, uh, yeah, we're given a lot of information. And like I said, Terry, probably could have covered it in a couple of episodes, but you know what? We can revisit this again. And uh, our just doors wanna, always open. Yeah, thank you, Pete. Pete no, thank for, you, guys. Uh, your expert opinions. Oh, no, no, no. It was, uh, nah, Pete, honestly. Voice. Stop being so it. modest and humble. Seriously, uh, we thoroughly I I appreciate. Satoshi. I wish I was Satoshi right now. <laughs> well, who's to say you're not? Actually, you know, I heard yeah, a rumor right. that uh, Satoshi Nakamoto is actually um, a translation of a Greek bloke that lives in uh, Kalimnos. His name is uh, Stelios uh, Kalopoulos. So, um, yeah, I mean, who's, who's to say? I mean, yeah, true, how would you know some bloke in some Greek island, like he just... Mm. Uh, well, IT nerd and you know well, having a frappere. Being the smartest ar- oh, in the geez. world, I would have thought Terry. So I wouldn't like, be yeah, surprised, no. mate. Well, they, they've come up with a fair few things back in the yeah, ancient days, but haven't done too much since since Pythagoras's uh, <laughs> theory. They haven't done I think, too I think much. We'll stay with Japanese, I reckon. Yeah, yeah. I reckon yeah. We'll stay with Jap- the Japs, yeah, Japanese. All right, true. Pete, once again, thank you very much for joining us. We we love to have you on every time, and even if it's a Appreciate topic. It. Um, that you're really not, you know, expert in. Um, we'd still love to have you on board and mm, thank you very much. Provide uh, your two cents. Oh, yeah. Thank you very much. I hope to see you guys again soon. And uh, thank you to all the stoners listening. <laughs> no worries. Thanks, Pete. You stay safe.